chapter 6, Job's second speech, a response to Eliphaz. Then Job spoke again, If my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on the scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. This is why I spoke impulsively. That is why I spoke impulsively. For the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. God's terrors are lined up against me. Don't I have a right to complain? Don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass and oxen bellow when they have no food? Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anyone want the tasteless white of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant my desire. I wish he, could, he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. At least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One, but I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless, without any chance of success. One should be kind to a fainting friend, but you accuse me without any fear of the Almighty. My brothers, you have proved as unreliable as a seasonal brook that overflows its banks in the spring, when it is swollen with ice and melting snow. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears. The brook vanishes in the heat. The caravans turn aside to be refreshed, but there is nothing to drink, so they die. The caravans from Tema search for this water. The travelers from Sheba hope to find it. They count on it, but are disappointed. When they arrive, their hopes are dashed. You too have given no help. You have seen my calamity and you are afraid. But why? Have I ever asked you for a gift? Have I begged for anything of yours for myself? Have I asked you to rescue me from my enemies or to save me from ruthless people? Teach me and I will keep quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful, but what do your criticisms amount to? Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry of desperation? You would even send an orphan into slavery or sell a friend. Look at me, would I lie to your face? Stop assuming my guilt, for I have, I have done no wrong. Do you think I am lying? Don't I know the difference between right and wrong? Yeah, well said, Job. I know, he couldn't, no one could have said it better than him, to be honest. Nothing that he, Eliphaz had said, or Eliphaz, I don't know how you pronounce it, was comforting. Yeah. As Job said, he's assuming his guilt. Yeah. Accusing him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And how he said, like, and even if it was the case, one should be kind to a fainting friend. Yeah. Like, show some empathy, show some... Like, the first thing he says in his speech is straight away, you've done something wrong. You're a fool. He should you have know? just remained silent and said, like he was in those seven days. Just let Job... That is then, true, though. That is true. Let, let him grieve and say whatever he wants. Let him spew out bitterness. Because that's just part of the process. And just be quiet. Because there's actually nothing you can say that's going to make it any better. You can't appease. True. You can't alleviate the stress or the pain. Just be there and be quiet. No offence. I'm sure he meant well. But if I was Job, I'd just say, shout out. I like when Job said, honest words can be painful, which is true. Like, 
that's where the saying comes, the truth hurts. Yeah. But here it really is criticisms that are not helpful at all. Yeah. In any any way, shape or form. And they're just assuming. Okay, Yana, let's see his response. Chapter seven. <laughs>